0: We are here to witness and celebrate Ella being baptised, and she's being baptised because of Jesus. It's as simple as that. So I'm going to talk for a little bit, if you don't mind, about Jesus and about some of the things that he's done for us, and hopefully there'll just be one slide that's up there tonight that just says it all. There you go. Jesus, 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 till the day I die. I'm sold, I bought the ticket, I'm there. That's why I'm doing this. And I know many people here tonight uh, are in the same place. You see, without Ella's faith in Jesus, tonight we're just having a really weird evening watching Ella have a bath. (laughs) And a very short bath as well. (laughs) So that's not why we're here this evening. Uh, we're here to celebrate that actually Ella has said, you know what, yeah, it's about Jesus for me. Everything is. Everything is about Jesus. Creation, life, death, the beginning, the end, Alpha and Omega. For me, for us as Christians, it all centres on him. The Gospel of John in the New Testament tells us, I'm going to read this out, John 1, 1 to 14, says, In the beginning was the Word, this is who we understand, who was Jesus at that time, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. I love that passage of scripture. That Jesus, as the Word, was there at the beginning. Through Jesus, through the Word, all things were created. Everything that we see is through Him. That's why Jesus is so key to us in our Christian lives and why the world hates Him so much. Because the world wants darkness, but he is a light in that darkness. The question I've got is, do you know him? Do you really know him? Ella's here tonight to say, yeah, I do. I'm learning, but I do. I have found out about this Jesus, and I want to follow him. She's saying that I recognise him. I recognise him as being that lamb that was slain, that she's read about him, and that, that passage says she's a right now to be called a child of God. That's awesome. I want to speak to two sets of people here tonight, if I can. Those who know Jesus and those who don't. I'm not going to go crazy, crazy preacher man on this, but I might, a little bit. Let's start with those who do know Jesus, okay? There's a a lot of you here tonight. And ask the question, do you really know him? We need to ask this question uh, because we have a battle that rages within us. Young people know I love to talk about spiritual warfare and all that kind of stuff. But the sinful nature and the spirit, and we tend to listen more to the sinful nature. There's that battle that's going on uh, within us. We're called to be disciples For those of us here that know Jesus, we're called to be gospel carriers. We're called to go into the world and share the great good news of Jesus. How's it going? Is it easy? Or has it been hard? You see, for those that say they know Jesus, we struggle we do struggle because we're human beings at the end of the day and we get embarrassed sometimes and we you know a bit awkward and whatever it might be we do that's that's who we are sometimes but it's not that jesus isn't working in and through us it's more that we kind of allow other stuff to get in the way Ian and I were talking on Monday morning in the office uh, about the battle that we are constantly kind of in. Uh, you know, the enemy wants to trip us up and uh, the Holy Spirit is there going, no, oh, come on, you do this, you can do this. We're in this battle and, and the weapons that we have at our disposal, the arsenal that we... Can't, I don't like using that word, it's terrible. Even <sighs> It came out of my mouth, disgusting. Uh, The weapons that we have, they're like nuclear bombs to the enemy. They literally are. But bit by bit, he's convinced each one of us not to use them as much. So he does this by sowing little seeds of doubt in our minds. You're not really good enough to share about God because you did that wrong the other day, didn't you? And we feel that guilt and we feel that, I'm not good enough So little by little we've got seeds of doubt in the word of God, in the power of his Holy Spirit and in prayer. So instead we go out to battle, and I've said this before, that we're the equivalent of a balloon on the end of a stick. And if you've ever seen anybody running towards the enemy with a balloon on the end of a stick, you pretty much know they're going to be the first one to be shot. Okay? The enemy, I believe the devil, has somehow convinced us that we're not good enough for the fight that our weaponry doesn't work. And by weaponry, I mean prayer, the word of God, the power of the Holy Spirit and us worshipping him. I just want to say to those you you people that are here tonight, that you you say you know Jesus, fall in love with him again, like Clayton Jennings has that passion for him, fall in love with him again. Become that Jesus freak. Wear that T-shirt that says Jesus freak. In other words, do people actually know that you're a Jesus freak if you're not wearing a T-shirt? Do they know that you're a Christian, that you are passionate about God, that it's Jesus, 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 till the day I die? We're in a battle, and God calls us to be soldiers for Jesus, but have we kind of forgotten what we're fighting for? We're fighting for souls. We're fighting for the eternal salvation of people we love The Holy Spirit does most of the work, but he needs someone to introduce them to him. He needs us. We're ambassadors. And for those that don't yet know Jesus, that are here tonight, I've got a question. Why not? What's stopping you? Do you know about him? Do you want to know about him? As a Christian you know, ever talk to you about Jesus, that might be a good start. Let me just re-emphasise a little bit about who Jesus is and what he does. He's the only son of God. Creation was made through him. He is more. He will meet you at your lowest. He is peace. He is king, the only true king. He died a sinner's death on a cross for you. He gives eternal life. He is your hiding place. He is the anchor in storms of life. And he stormed the gates of hell for you. His spirit is in us to enable us to do more than he did. And he will return. He will return. You see, at the moment without Jesus... Your future is tragic. (laughs) They're harsh words, but hear me out on that. John 3, uh, 16 says, and I don't have to really read it out, but for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Perish is such a hard word. And what does he mean by that? What does John mean by that? Perish, according to Scripture, is a destiny without Jesus. The thing I love about this passage, though, that, Jesus, uh, that, that, that John starts with God's love, for God so loved the world. That's the first thing he looks at. And then he kind of like says the perish thing. And I don't know, a certain American preacher last Saturday took the royal family to church Literally with a sermon on love. And if you saw that, you were like, wow. And if you saw the reaction of the royal family, they were like... <laughs> it was just hilarious to watch it. But it was powerful. They weren't used to that. We're not, as British people, we're not used to that kind of passion and, and kind of like... Uh, kind of like preacher as it were there and and there he was just in the royal wedding of all weddings to turn up and do it. He goes for one of those fiery preaches and it was great. So many people have watched it and uh, talked about it. God is about love before he's about condemnation. When I grew up uh, I, I was scared of a place called hell. I still am a little bit to be honest with you. I don't want to go there. I genuinely don't want to go there. Unless it's actually by Jesus' side and we're dealing with kicking some demons in and stuff like that. That's the only reason. <clears throat> Apart from that, it's something that actually we don't talk a lot about anymore. In the old days, when I was growing up, you heard a preacher talking about hell more than heaven most times. And it's something we don't really talk about a lot more because it's, it's uncomfortable. We don't like to talk about it because we like to talk about God's love and I am all for that. At the age of seven, I I invited Jesus into my, my heart. I made that commitment to Jesus to become a Christian. Seven years old. My parents are here tonight. I think actually it was my dad who prayed the prayer with me in my bedroom. I remember it still to that day, all those many decades ago. I can remember it. But actually, as I reflect back on it, at that age, I was probably becoming a Christian because I was more scared of going to hell than I was of wanting to go to heaven. And that, that stuff happened in the 70s and the 80s. There was a lot of that, and we don't see as much of it. But actually, as I've just reflected on this week, um, I, I don't want to go there, and I don't want people to go there at all. Hell in the Bible is, 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 is a horrible place. It's actually not even the final destination for those that don't believe in God. Actually, it talks about hell itself being thrown into the lake of fire, which burns for eternity, where people go, and there is grinding and gnashing of teeth. That doesn't sound like a good place. That's not where I want to go. Sounds like the Emirates on a Saturday afternoon. Sorry, no. No, no football jokes. Sorry but it doesn't sound like a good place. And as a seven-year-old, I didn't want to go there. I don't want to go there. That's a horrible place to go. I want to be with Jesus. (laughs) Kind of stuff. Do you know in the Bible, there's one teacher who spoke more about hell than anyone else in the whole of the Bible. Any guesses who it was? I'm hearing it from a few people. Jesus. Jesus Christ himself, so I read the gospel, spoke more on hell than anyone else. He was a theologian on it, a scholar. He knew because he was about to go there and kick its gates in and get the keys there to hell and death. And the reason why he taught more about hell than anyone else is because he doesn't want anyone to go there he's called a savior for a reason he's not jesus the nice bloke who'll give you some eternity in heaven and that's fantastic He's jesus christ the savior we sung about it we call on the savior a savior saves us from something He's the only one that I can read in Scripture that can save us from an eternity without God, where you are destroyed eternally. And I know there's loads of questions surrounding this whole subject and it may be really confusing for some and scary for others and we haven't heard that from someone before in church. Jesus paid a transaction for us. He paid a price for us. If he spoke more on hell, then I have to warn people as well. That's what I'm called to do. I don't want to focus on hell, though. i want to move on, okay? I wanted to give you just a full picture because there's a greater place for those that call on the name of Jesus, for those who love Jesus. Now, Jesus paid that transaction for us. Scripture tells us that we've all fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. All of us have sinned. Anyone here never sinned? Done something wrong? Lied? Cheated? Stolen? Looked at something you shouldn't have done? Anyone? Anyone? No. So we all fall short, and we all deserve some kind of punishment. I remember stealing chewing gum from Tesco's. (sighs) Yeah, so parents are in the house and no, I should say this and as a young lad you think I'll get away with this and stole a little pack of chewing gum and over the week you kind of chew it as you do and all good really good things you just get rid of the evidence don't they yeah yeah they should do um, but I left it under my bed just under the bed and so mum came in saw the evidence where'd you get this from because they never paid me any pocket money. So I couldn't pay for it myself. No, just joking. <laughs> and, and mum frog-marched me to Tesco's in front of the manager and said, this boy of mine has stolen a pack of chewing gum. What are you going to do with him? <laughs> no wonder I was, like, scared of hell. Scared of my mother, for starters, and the Tesco's manager. But the, the, what, what happened was he said, you know, actually, yeah, we, as a thief, you, you, you've stolen something. We could call the police. I don't know how old I was, very young. Mum's um, got it written down probably somewhere in her diary. He did this and uh, he brings it up often. Um, and, and, you know, the fear, the dread, the punishment that I'm about to get. I could, you know, and the manager literally said to me, don't ever do it again. And you can go. So Tesco's paid the price of that chewing gum. I got a pack of chewing gum. I had that chewing gum, but the price was paid by the manager forgiving me. That's the transaction of the cross. Jesus dies on the cross, gives up his life and says, I forgive you for all you've done, everything you have ever done. That's why he's called saviour. He chose to take our place. He was the lamb that was slain, as we've just sung. And for those that accept his saving grace, we will not perish eternally, but we will have an everlasting life, a life with him that we have no idea how wonderful it will be. Tonight, Ella is symbolically standing up and saying, I want that Jesus. For Ella, she has accepted that Christ is her saviour, her destiny for eternity according to scripture, and what Jesus promises us is that you will be in heaven forever not a lake of fire. Thumbs up. (laughs) The act of baptism is something that Jesus did. He got baptised in the River Jordan by his crazy cousin, John. I've been to to, to the Jordan. I've seen people getting baptised. It's pretty mucky. It's pretty murky. Fish are all around your feet, nibbling at your feet as well. And you can imagine all these people getting baptised and all this murk and mud that was going on. The water is here is a lot cleaner tonight, all right? You'll be ple- yes, you'll be pleased to know. It's a lot cleaner. And it's literally like a giant bath for Ella, okay? It literally is like a giant bath. She's going to share her story in a little bit, her testimony about her walk and how she's got to know uh, who this Jesus is in her life. All right, she's going to do that testimony. She's going to then come into the water, make some promises before the church, before God, before the powers uh, on earth and in the heavens. And she is just going to say yes to Jesus. And we are literally going to um, put her into the water. All right, we are going to bury her. All right, we'll bring you up. It's all right. Because in the act of bringing you up, that's the resurrection. So we're symbolizing that, that, that Ella's saying, I die to my old life and I'm coming back fresh and new. In the resurrection, the same way that Jesus did 2,000 years ago, that I symbolize my old way of living is going to die and I come up into newness of life. She will literally, this is almost like a burial as well. Okay, it's a bit of a weird one. Burial in water and being raised again. She'll stand in that resurrection power. I'll then pray for her to be filled with the Holy Spirit, as Jesus was prayed for, and it says that the Holy Spirit, like a dove, descended upon him. The Holy Spirit is God's Spirit who will then empower her to do awesome things for God in this world, in Billericay. But it doesn't stop there. Because of Ella choosing to do this, she signs up for battle. Didn't tell this, did I? You sign up for battle, all right? You're going to become a warrior for Jesus. I know a lot of people can already sense that in you. You've got that about you. To drive out demons and actually to help the Holy Spirit save people from hell by leading them to Jesus. That's what we're called to do as Christians. Christianity is not about being comfortable. Church is not a cruise ship. It should be a battleship or a lifeboat. And if you're nice and comfortable in church, I pray the Holy Spirit uncomforts you. Because this isn't a cruise ship, this isn't just we have a nice life being a Christian until we get to glory, we've got work to do God calls us to do work and Ella is standing up and going yeah, I'm up for that you up for that? You're nodding that's good (laughs) the idea is that Christianity is about people that are lost, that get saved by his amazing grace we sang that, and go out to win more people for Jesus the reward for that is heaven heaven Eternity with Jesus, a place we cannot comprehend, streets paved with gold, gates made of pearl and a city decorated with precious stones, eternal light, no tears, no sadness, no suffering, a new body, yes, need that, and also a new name that Jesus gives us. Doesn't that sound like a better place to be in for eternity? I'm sold on that one. Before we baptise Ella, though, I want to give out an invitation. John 14, verse 6 says, Jesus was saying to his disciples, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is saying that. And it's only acceptance of Jesus as saviour and seeking forgiveness from him that we can actually enter. Ella's done that. When I made a commitment to Jesus, we use the terminology that we accept Jesus into our heart. And in 1 Peter 3 verse 15, it actually says, in your hearts set apart Christ our Lord. So we literally are just saying I set apart a portion, my heart, my whole being to Jesus We repent of our sins and he enters in. He becomes Lord and King of our lives. But it's more than that. By doing this, I actually think that we enter into his life, his way of thinking, his reign in our lives. Because sometimes when we say, I invite Jesus into my heart, we kind of have this image of a little mini Jesus in there. And I'm thinking, well, that's really good. I, I, I actually, I'm, I'm sold on wanting to be in Jesus' life. I want to be immersed in what he wants to do. What his mission is. There's a, there's, a, there's a saying, it's called the Missio Dei, the mission of God. The Blues Brothers in their awesome film says, we're on a mission from God. And I love that. I believe I'm on a mission from God. And once we have access again to the Father through Jesus, he starts to give us gifts. It's constantly good stuff accepting Jesus. I'll just put that out there now. He gives us these good gifts to carry out the mission, to win the lost and introduce them to Christ. So I want to invite you tonight, if you feel that tonight God is speaking to you, that you want to know more, maybe in your heart it's pounding a little bit, bit, and you're kind of like... Yeah, I'm liking this. Where do I sign? I want to give you the opportunity to pray a prayer. I'm going to, I'm going to pray a, a simple prayer of repentance uh, for seeking forgiveness. For just saying, I want a new life with Jesus. I'm not going to come, ask you to come to the front or raise your hand up or stand up. But actually, I just want you to, to pray this. If it's you've been a Christian a long time and you just want to recommit and have that passion... And just pray this prayer. And if this is genuine for the first time, come and chat with me. It'd be really awesome to just start that journey with you. There's plenty of us here that want to see that happen. Ella wants to help out in that as well. Yes, you do. You nodded earlier. So let's pray. And I'm just going to pray this really simple prayer. And if you, if you want to pray it along in your head as well, in your heart, then and mean it, then please do so. Father God, I come before you, a person that has done so many wrong things. The sin in my life, the things that ensnare and trap me. I am sorry for what I have done. I repent of my sins. I I want to turn away from that old life, that old way of living. I don't want to go to that place. But I want to spend eternity with you. So Father God, I ask for forgiveness through the act of your son Jesus dying on the cross. I'm sorry and I want to know you as Lord in my life. Father, pour out your spirit into my life and lead me into new, fresh, clean pastures that I may know the joy and excitement of eternity spent with you in that awesome place called heaven. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to me uh, go on. I do apologise if it was too long. Um, we're going to baptise Ella right here, right now. So what I'm going to do is invite Ella to come up and she's going to share her testimony. Okay? Uh, Abby, uh, one of the youth workers in the church, is helping out and has walked with Ella for a while. I'm going to get myself into the pool and uh, you'll see me again in a little bit. Over to you. Oh, do you want a microphone? Put your camera down, Dad. (laughs) I've
1: always... I've always been going to church ever since I was born. I always knew there was a God. I was about six or seven when I realised that I wanted to be a full Christian. When I moved to Delvin Discipleship Group, my faith grew stronger. I remember one night we were doing a meditation thing with Gary, and I sat there and listened to what God said. He told me, do not be afraid, I am with you. This really hit me hard, and I burst into tears of joy as I was overcome with happiness. In my primary school, I had a hard time with friends, but I always knew that I had God and Madison on my side, whatever happens. I prayed every night by myself that this would stop and eventually it did. I really think that God answered my prayers. I had to go to a completely different school to Madison. This made me really upset but I knew it was the right thing. I found the move really difficult as I was the only person from my school going. On my induction day I got really upset and shy and I just wanted to go back to my primary school. On that day I prayed really hard and just hoped that I would find the right friend. Luckily that day I met a girl called Esther. We got on really well that day and I got really excited to go to school. When we went to Solid, I saw her there. We talked for a bit. On my first real day, I met these amazing girls called Katie and Izzy. These girls have been ever so nice to me, even in my rough times. My favourite Bible verse is John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believed in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This means that God gave his son Jesus to die for us so that we can live forever. I'd like to get baptised because I'm ready to fully commit myself to God and I'm ready to give my life to him, uh, Oh, sorry, because he gave his son Jesus to die for us. am
0: going to invite the uh, band to come up. Brilliant, they're already doing it. They're so professional. Come on down into the water and... Um, as as we baptise Ella, we're going to sing a song afterwards as well, and then you'll hear again from me. Um, but uh, hey, hey, you doing you're right. It's, it's nice and warm, isn't it? It's good. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Ella Buns, do you believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? I do. Do you turn from sin, renounce evil, and intend to follow Jesus? I do. Will you live within the fellowship of the church, and will you serve Jesus Christ in the world? I will. Excellent. I'm going to read a verse out that uh, one of our youth leaders, Michelle, has been praying this week for you, as uh, all of us have. And uh, she felt led to this Scripture, and it's from uh, 1 Peter, and we'll give you a card afterwards, okay? It says, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy. Because I am holy. So, Ella, you're called to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. On confession of your faith, we now gladly baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy
1: Spirit. Amen.